Hello, hello. Hello, everybody. Nice to see everyone. Who's got their ep- equity hats on today? Yeah, there's some stuff coming at you, so put your seatbelts on. Oh, I even had a little, I think I'm going to call it a little equity tantrum today. <laughs> Just even processing, trying to make it red, even understandable on so many levels. And then once I did, then I'm like, oh, Darren, have you read this? <laughs> of course, he's the one who gave it to me. But I'm like, no, but like, now that I'm actually getting this and understanding the language, this is very insulting. <laughs> this like makes me upset. And, you know, again, we're going to stop telling you what we're, we're going to bring in the next day. <laughs> as far as information, it's going to be a complete surprise because it changes so quickly. You know, four hours before this is about to launch, this one just wants to do something very different, which, of course, my queens have already prepared more than 50% of it, which we go, <laughs> I'm like, we can do this. And this is the thing, when you know that this is an alignment with a higher power, it's okay as we're processing this to have our emotional expressions of it. It's about how long are you going to stay in your little shit pit? How long are you going to feel sorry for yourself? How long are you going to stay in that frequency? And the great thing is, is that we have been in training for this. And so us queens can quickly recalibrate quickly flush, get in alignment and be able to spit out an incredible learning document and glossary. You guys are going to get a glossary today because we had to. (laughs) Darren's like, oh, I'll just explain it. Don't worry. You don't even have to worry about slides. I'm like, yeah, okay. (laughs) I'm like, no. I'm like, okay, give me a crayon version of this. Right. And so He's talking slowly. I'm like, okay, so we need slides. Like, because if for him to be able to slow it down, it's too hard for him. It's more about us trying to keep up to him. So Queens came together. Thank you, ladies, again. It was an amazing collaboration that happened today. We got an absolutely jam-packed uh, intro today. Nick and Joe, little... Little man in the back there, just, you know, we want a question out of you every time you show up. Okay, so this is what we're asking of you, please. I was hoping I was going to see you. I've missed you in the last several episodes, just so you know, because this is something I wanted to ask of you, is to be able to give a different perspective for us because of your age group. And as you're listening, if you think of questions, please ask your parents to type that in or feel free to do it yourself so that we can answer questions from a different vibration. You're in a different vibration than your parents. So please, if you can do that for us, Jesse, we would really appreciate that. Okay, so let's get into this. This is going to be a little bit of a different um, class that we do. We're going to have two polls. We're going to call it your equity wisdom temperature poll. Okay, this is where you're going to put in a number. To, we need to get some feedback a little bit more. Okay, energetic feedback so we know how much you're retaining, what you need a little bit more help on. Um, If we're explaining it uh, in a means in which you can retain it and be able to (laughs) sustain it, (laughs) more importantly. (laughs) In order to share it with others and or teach, again, that's what this is all about, is get you guys as, as full, as fast as we can so that you guys can just let her rip 
and that this message just keeps continuing. There's an incredible energy behind it. So are you ready to go now? All right. I sure am. All right. Here we go, loved ones. We are on, I think this is the, here we go. All right. This is our next episode that we are on. We always do a recap as promised. We want to just touch base a little bit on the history of common law. We're going to be hitting this, this horse a little bit more tonight. And the reason I'm saying that is because we have a very strong following of common law. And rightfully so. These are masters of understanding the laws of Caesar and the matrix in which we live in. But many of these loved ones, we got to take your blinders off a little bit. We need to get you into alignment and attunement with more of equity, because this is the direction that we are going. And a lot of you are very close to this door, but we won't, don't want it to elude you because you're trying to use Caesar's laws to get out of Caesar's program. And you're going to see how much outside forces are at play here to remove that information. So that door is becoming smaller and smaller to the point where it, it's almost non-existent, loved ones. We are having to channel some information just to be able to get this door a little bigger to get you folks through. So we talked about the fact that common law is for the organized crime. It's the law of the dead. The law of the lunatics is what I channeled in last when we first launched this information. The law of the lunatics. Ugh. And here's the thing. You may have seen some pictures of exactly how ludicrous the common law is, especially when it comes to its punishments, ripping your body apart, making you sit on pointed parts with your whole body part, putting weights on you so you suffocate, water down your throat so you drowned. Horrible, horrible punishments. But here's the thing. We, we signed up for that. We should be punished harshly because we made a horrible mistake. Hence the reason for private redress. So private redress is literally, it's removing a public identity from yourself. That public identity, that public identification literally has a civic address attached to it. That address is about to get removed. We literally take that off, hang it up in the closet, and we're going to put on a new costume. But this costume is one created in truth. And this costume is created with the right purposes. So this completely changes your character, which means if, if you choose to re-enter the game, you can now play with a whole different set of rules because you're different. You're not who you used to be. Redress is private. Address is public. That's why we get mail to our address in all caps, usually. All right. Next recap we're going to talk about here. This is actually something that we didn't cover yesterday. And Darren's like, ah, oh, baby, you got to put that one back in there. Yeah, I, I, I love this one. This is, again, this is from Chancellor Gibson. Uh, this gentleman, you know, again, this is going back 120-ish years ago. But what he's saying right here is that the fictions and the formalisms and arbitrary technicalities of the common law and its dialectical refinements were inexplicable and incomprehensible jargon to the public and often a costly mockery of justice to those litigants or anybody in the courtroom. Those who, who asked for bread were often given a stone 
and those who applied for a fish sometimes received a serpent. So that doesn't sound like a very good return. No. So what, what he's politely trying to say is careful. If you want to play in the public legal at law system, it is literally gambling with your life. It is literally not going to provide the remedies that you think it's going to, as he has suggested here is jargon, which is why these lawyers have to go to school for seven to whatever years to figure out how to speak their jargon language. If it's not simple and if not the average man or woman can understand it, it serves no purpose. The only purpose is, is that it's here to confuse us and try to you know, trick us into acting as corporations, as we've talked about in the past. So loved ones, we love the word notice. That's, that's, that's a big word. Make sure you jot that down if you're a beginner. So notice means take heed of the following information, which is common law is for sinners and those who intend to deceive. So this is why we're going to talk and refresh your memory a little bit on why chancellors are going to be in place in the garden. These are people who are making sure that the right people get into the garden, that they're of the right vibration. And these are going to be different loved ones. Anyone who is on that same vibration, which is Christ's teaching of keeping the garden clean, they're going to be allowed in. But here's another notice. Consistent, healthy, vibrational frequency required. <laughs> that means that you actually have to change who we used to be. Even though you, we may have had a lot of uh, predisposed good things happening, trust me, loved ones, there was a lot of room for improvement. This is what the scripture talks about with the baptism and the repentance. This is where we, we have to literally walk away from that 3D world, that legal fiction world. And I want to show you something here at the very bottom of this thing from Gibson. You know, the half of the sentence is cut off. But look, it says, equity, on the other hand, disregarded forms and ignores fictions. See how this is a completely different realm or a completely different world we're walking into. And there's two systems, clearly. So the one we're about to enter is nothing like the old ones. We have to be careful what we bring with us, which is why I'm suggesting we need to clean our minds, clean our hearts, get rid of a lot of stuff that we've been programmed with and indoctrinated with. Again, Dean and I used to be some of the most heavily indoctrinated people walking around because we read this public at-law, common law system for 15 years. We actually burned that stuff into our minds where we could walk into a court and regurgitate it with no problem. Well, now, essentially, we got to undo a lot of that and replace it with something better. And this is what we're saying is the better. This is why equity is now coming into the picture. Enter equity. We will say this again and again and again. The garden will be ruled and protected by equity and its maxims, period. The Ten Commandments and the 20 maxims are the new house rules for the garden. Leave your dirty common law at the door. That law is not welcome in the light. It was for the ones who made mistakes the ones who sinned, who signed up for Caesar, those laws are not welcome in God's, period. And the reason we're emphasizing this so much, loved ones, is because if you're going to leave this system with us, you need to know the garden you're coming into and the rules you need to abide by now. And if you have a problem with the Ten Commandments or the 20 maxims we're laying out, 
you might want to stay where you are then. For example, if you have a problem with, you know, complete justice, fairness, uprightness, and love, then you're going to have a tough time moving forward with what it is we're doing here. And, and hear that. <laughs> I know that sounds a little silly. And it's a filtration <laughs> system, if you can believe it. This is what we're trying to shake people, anyone that has a problem with this. So these restored guiding principles, because be clear, we are restoring them. They have been hidden. We didn't just come up with these. They've been stolen. They, they, They were buried. We had to find all this stuff. This is going to be spirits governing energy for the living and those of the land. Feel that over common law. Feel the vibration of a law, common law versus God's law or spirits governing energy for the living and those of the land Mm. has a little ring to it. And here's the thing about these 10 commandments and the 20 maxims. They don't change. They don't get amended. How do you mend not to kill? Like, Hey, now. So these governing energies are going to be what protects the garden and its loved ones. So it's important that we always have this within our state of being and our state of affairs and how we conduct ourselves. If you find you're easily angered or you're prone to yelling or you get discouraged very easily or your patience is nothing, this is what I'm suggesting. We need to dial that in. We got to get control of those former emotions. We have to learn how to not let that old way control us today. You got to draw a line in the sand one morning and wake up and say, you know what? No, normally I would feel like garbage right about now and I would hate the world and I wouldn't want to go to work. And my neighbor, I still have a beef with him or her. We need to start overcoming some of these things. We not we need, we need to start relieving Clean. or cleaning some of these energetic anchors, these cords. So it's up to us to actually take upon ourselves and choose to make decisions like that. Otherwise, again, equity is going to have a tough time with your mind and your heart because it needs it to be in a certain vibration for all of this to work. So we're talking about the rules of the house. And now we're talking about the cornerstones of the house. The cornerstone being justice, fairness, uprightness, and love. Please argue if any of you have a problem with any of those cornerstones. Of course not. Please speak up in the chat because the house that you are entering, this is what we stand for. Justice, fairness, uprightness, and love. And again, we're going to speak a little bit in the future here about the equalism concepts that we're coming up here. We're going to smash equity and real life together and create a whole new way of living. What was actually how we were supposed to do it, but we got sidetracked with a circus or a sideshow and we never knew what happened until very recently here. So, so this is a different class of men and women and children. So now it's about, these are the rules. These are the cornerstones. So in other words, this is the vibrational frequency you need to align yourself. So if you don't have this energetic frequency of these four things running through you, start setting intentions to align to them. Yep. And ask for help. Because again, that's what we slash our entire group, the entire truth movement is here to do is to help each other who are searching for the same thing. And so this is why we're introducing the guardians or the gardens guardians. So when we 
have the garden here. We're going to have chancellors in place. These are people to protect us, to protect what the energy of the garden and what we're trying to do. And they will be granted the power and the ability to be able to change laws, to be able to make decisions and make judgments based on the frequency of energy and what's just, right, and based in love, our cornerstones, so that they're not shackled to Caesar's laws, that what needs to be executed is, and we're going to be starting to talk about that, and that's the difference between where common law falls short every time, and equity is there to scoop you up. So let's talk about that a little bit more. Oh, I know this is a really big, thick screen. Don't worry about it. We're going to move through it. This, we just wanted to have this slide so that you could refer back to it. This is what Darren told me last night. He's like, okay, honey, so this is what we're going to talk about tomorrow. Right here. Which, like, is, which is what you're looking at right now. Oh, that's, that's all. And we're going to do this in an hour and a half. All this terminology. Just take a quick little peruse, loved ones, on this. Look at the words. Okay, this doesn't look... The crayon on the surface but again that's what we're here to do for you oh all. and wait till we crayon this the absurdity of this this is why we actually titled this why the common law is insufficient not adequate unable and unfit for the garden so what you're looking at here is 35 things that Chancellor Gibson describes, as, and as a matter of fact, at the beginning of the article uh, in his book, he actually titles this some of the following oh. 35 reasons why. So that actually means there's more than this. These are just the top. But this is the really, do you, need, do you need more than 35 reasons? And again, loved ones, when we start explaining what these these are dynamite. Oh. These are incredible reasons. This is, there's so much substance here and I'll just let the cat out of the bag. I love doing this for some reason. You're going to find out of these 35 particular things, we want to be doing almost all of them. How ironic. How ironic is that? So they got the legal system removing the ability or not giving us the opportunity to use these 35 things. Now this is huge. Let's talk about this BC Law and Equity Act. Okay, so this is again from our province, but it talks about equity prevails over the common law. Why is that? So again, so this is a lawyer. He wrote this article that I'm going to be uh, drawing some attention to, and I'll be actually posting some of its substance here as the teaching platform. But he goes on to say this. So be on the lookout for equitable reasons that the court might use to select one outcome despite the legal arguments. Boom. What did that just say? That says, doesn't matter what we're talking about legally, equity can come in and trump all of it. So careful. He's actually talking to lawyers here or people in the law field, practicing law, common law. So he's saying, hey, when you start seeing equity things coming at you, be very careful on how you proceed. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through some of these. It's just like the maxims. If we're going to replace an old system with a new one, you better be clear on what you're leaving behind. And here's the thing. A lot of us have no idea the rules that we are being governed under and why there's such injustice. Well, you're about to see. So here's what it says in Gibson's The Chancery Court book. 
It says the common law then was not what it has since become under. Okay, I don't know what the benign. Okay, so basically, it's saying that the common law wasn't what it was when it in the very beginning. It's changed again because they've amended it so many times. Now, if you guys can look at the very bottom of this, what we've done is we've taken this, and there's some sections we don't really want to go through. The ones that are in red and green are the ones we want to kind of dig into a little bit. So the red is going to be the Black's Law. The green is going to be the crayon version. So Darren's going to explain the Black's Law version. And then I'm going to read a crayon version to you so that you can write down your books and really get to feel what this common law is all about. So again, this is just pulled right out, right out of Chancellor Gibson's book. And he's going to suggest that his number two reason here why common law is not where we want to be going. He's suggesting that a fraudulent conveyance cannot be set aside. This is really important because what is a fraudulent conveyance? Well, a fraudulent conveyance is anytime you intend to deceive or practice iniquity. When you're acting in person and you're trying to develop a contract with another person, believe it or not, that's all fraudulent conveyances. Why? Because we're all participating in fraud to begin with. Yeah, I know they let it fly because without this, the entire commercial system would fall apart. So they let us get away with all these fraudulent conveyances, but we have to pay penalties for it at the end of the day. So what does set aside mean? Set aside means literally taking it from here and moving it to over here. So in the course of legal business, if you make a mistake, if you make an error, or if there's fraud in, in something that you're working with, the legal system has a tough time saying, well, we can deal with that. Let's just take that, let's just take that instrument apart. Let's remove all the problems and let's use what's left over and continue. No, the at law, the common law side doesn't let us remove that instrument or that document from whatever it was supposed to do to fix it. It's kind of strange. The, the, the legal system is very rigid with once you start something like that, it becomes very hard to change it later. They don't like it when you start changing stuff. So we have a problem where if I've made a mistake, I ought to be able to correct it right away. And the legal system kind of says, well, not so fast there, Charlie. Or if someone has an intent to deceive you or to hurt you, that it can be corrected. This is what it's saying, loved ones. It's because of the system we're in. Common law can't help us their laws are there's a bunch of holes in them when it comes to people deceiving us or when it comes to us deceiving others that there's really no full correction in place and that's, that's huge yeah and that, that takes us right into number three here where again setting aside we would have been setting something aside to fix it if it was broken so he goes on to say now, so that a defective instrument or an instrument that had flaws all over it, or it conveyed the wrong interest, or oops, I was 16. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know all these crazy federal tax laws, I, uh, blah, 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 right? So now they're saying that this instrument, this broken thing cannot be reformed. Again, it's once you, once you establish it in the legal world, the legal world will never come and help you save yourself. So hear what he's saying. He's saying, we, because we have made a sin, we've made our security instrument, which is our birth certificate, dirty. So 
this is saying common law isn't going to give us the ability to fix it. So you're stuck, literally stuck. We need something to trumpet. This is why we keep saying we can't use common law to help us with common law problems. We need equity to help us with common law problems. Okay. So when we start translating this, because I'm reading this, a fraudulent conveyance could not be aside, a defective instrument could not be reformed. When you're just reading it like that, it kind of goes over your little head. Once you start crayoning this and seeing the holes in the actual legal system that we have, it's immense. Can you imagine what system would not allow you to fix a problem? Like that just sounds freaking absurd. Come on now. Absolutely. But let's continue on with some more deficiencies of common law. A mistake or accident cannot be effectually relieved against. That's saying, hey, even though you're aware that you've made a mistake or an accident, they're not going to effectually, and I know now, sorry, there again, effectually is a big word. That means actually getting it done. That means actually receiving the remedy or the prayers for relief or the justice. Your Honor, I would like to reform this instrument because it's completely wrong. And the judge will look at it and say, well, what did you have in mind? And you might have a couple of suggestions. And then he would take it over and say, yes, okay, I see where you're going with that. I'll fill in all the blanks. I'll make it perfect. That's the judge's jobs. That's the master's jobs. That's what they're supposed to be doing. So to not be effectually relieved against, again, just simply means, hey, even though you got a problem over here, you might be asking for bread, but hey, you're about to get a stone. Or although you're wanting a fish, or a snake. Yeah, although oh, that sounds yeah, much better. You're asking for a fish. Well, how would you like a cobra? Yeah, no thanks. Close, but not. No. So what common law is saying is if you're part of our system and you make a mistake, you're not necessarily gonna experience justice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? Let's go on to number five yeah. of 35 of some of the deficiencies. Okay, so any debt, note, or account cannot be assigned. Mm, again, mm -hmm. that means we're doing a lot of assigning though, aren't we, right now? Well, yeah, that's all that's a mm. big that's a big part of our what we're trying to do. So when we are realizing now, oh, I've made a mistake. Um uh there was a bit of an accident. Uh, yeah, there's a bit of a fraudulent something going on there because I didn't know what I was doing, Your Honor. So I wish or I desire to assign. Assign literally means I'm taking something and I'm moving it or I'm fixing it or I'm sticking it onto somebody else. Assign is very similar to deliver, transfer, convey, grant, things of this nature. This is all sort of saying the same thing, but a sign is a very particular word that the legal system likes to use. So here we got equity saying, yeah, you, when you're stuck with a debt, you can't even say, hey, wait a minute, your honor, that's not my debt. That debt belongs to the crown. Because look, that debt's in the crown's name. That's not my name. I wish to assign that legal interest or that debt to the proper party, the crown. The legal, would, the legal system would say, no way, Jose, we're not going to let you do it. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't know if we need to crayon that anymore. It basically says if you have a debt, which we all do, if we made promises that we should not have, which we all have, that we can't go and get that changed. Can't get rid of it. 
they're removing our ability to be able to correct this. Nice system so far. Excellent. Sounds wonderful. Number six. A resulting trust could not be set up. (laughs) Wait, whoa, 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 hang on. What? Our entire thing we're doing is a resulting trust. And they're saying, oh, but you can't do a trust. Can't do a trust in legal land. Even though you're legally allowed, we're not going to let you. And even that, you're not legally allowed. And here's why. Because dead things can't really create trusts. Trusts are for the living. So this is why we got to fix our problem. And this is how we fix our problem is by creating these resulting trusts. So what is the resulting trust? Well, here it is in a, in a quick breakdown. Again, when we are born, mom and dad drop the ball. Government swoops in and says, hey, we're going to create a temporary trust to manage it for you in your absence while you're gone. And if you never come back, it'll stay just like this. So then when we come back, we say, hey, wait a minute. I'd like to express my own trust here, please. This trust is permanent. This trust is the resulting trust. Why is it resulting? Because it's the result of doing something. It's the after effect. It's when you add A and B, you get C. That's what the resulting trust is for. And we'll get into this a little bit, but you say, hey, Your Honor, I got a resulting trust here. What do you think? The judge is going to look at it and say, well, you've got six out of 10. So that's pretty good. I can work with that. Now the judge takes your resulting trust and he literally turns it into a constructive trust. And by constructive, think of it like he's literally building the new house for you to live in. It's constructing. He's going to add concrete and steel and and, and reinforce this and, and space-age technology and materials. He's going to build you something perfect. Our resulting trust, like I said, it's going to be pretty complete. It's going to be almost 100%, but it's not going to be perfect. Let the judge now look at it and they go over it and they make it exactly what we need it to be. But at the same time, if you remain in common law, it might not be set up. Yeah. That's what they're saying. So you're, they're saying that the legal system will not allow you to establish a resulting trust at all. That just deprived you of everything that we're trying to do. So again, it's telling you that. Thank you, legal system. Yep. Thank you for wasting 15 years of my life thinking that the answers were in the common law world. Oopsie doops. But you know what? Here we are. Number seven. A beneficial interest in any property cannot be enforced. (laughs) What? What do you mean? Again, this is how they smashed our trust making ability. They took everything away from us so that we can't even create a trust. Well, but this is very true. So consider this for a moment. How does a dead thing or a man or woman acting like a dead thing have a beneficial interest in anything. They can't. How can they own anything? They can't own anything. So therefore, as shitty as this sounds, it's actually very true. And it actually makes a lot of sense. Of course, a fiction cannot have a beneficial interest. No. And so that's why even if you think you own something and your things should be making money and you think you're entitled to them, doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get them in common law. No. And again, that's because we're all running around with a name and an estate that didn't quite belong to us. Yes, someday we can do something to that name and estate that makes it very good for us. But we're not there yet. We're doing that right here. This is why a lot of loved ones are mad when they lose their homes, their businesses, their children. 
Yeah. Like it's just again because they can't express their proper interests. And the law is not necessarily there to make sure that it's got your back. Can we just jump to 35 for a second? I got to get this one out because it's killing me. The last one? Here's number 35. I just got to go to there right now. Oh, you want, oh, you have to go back then. Please hold. Number 35. Frauds could not be adequately remedied. Why is that? Why can frauds not really be fixed? Do you know why? How do you fix a fraud when you're in a fraudulent system committing fraud? There's so much freaking fraud. There's nothing here that can fix the fraud because it's all fraud. Unbelievable. There's one more duty. There's one more. Ben, uh, okay. I think we just said it though. Or a trust is not recognized. Which number is that? Well, here. Okay. 34. That's pretty much it. Equitable rights and interests are not recognized. Owie. The, legal, Owie. the legal system does not recognize equitable nothing, which is why we have had, and myself, don't get me wrong, loved ones walk into common law courts and start spitting trust stuff. Your Honor, beneficial interest over here. Notice of an equitable state over there. Your Honor, we got a whole bunch of equities floating around here. And the judge is like, no, I can't hear you. No, you're talking nonsense. Everything you're talking is, is incomprehensible. The court can't hear it. No kidding. There's such a system that's so unjust. So that's why, again, we had to do something first before we walk into a public court and start talking about trusts. Again, you're actually putting the judge in a very tight spot, which is why Bryce will tell you here when he was just in court talking about this stuff not long ago, you know, the judge has got his hands over his head. He's kind of doing this like, there's a reason. We're bringing a whole bunch of private stuff into the public and it doesn't belong there. So on the surface, the judge is thinking, wow, this guy's doing an awesome job. Too bad we're still in legal court and I can't hear any of it. What do we do to make the judge able to hear it? Well, here it is. We do this. We void an instrument. Here's the, here, here's the shitty thing in the legal system, though. A void instrument cannot be canceled. <laughs> What do you mean it can't be canceled? If it's void, it should be no freaking good. Uh, legal system says, oh, yes, it's good. Even though it's garbage, it's still good, and you're not allowed to cancel it. What the freaking hell is going That's on here? noose. See how absurd this shit is? Wow. Again, I'm getting a little bit worked up. You can just going over it. So then, of course, doing our research, we look up can- cancel. Oh, this is beautiful. And so, of course, I usually go into Black's Law, and I, I go and I grab it, and all of a sudden, I'm like, hmm. I know what cancel means, but I'm like, in equity, courts of equity frequently cancel instruments which have answered the end for which they were created or instruments which are void or voidable in order to prevent them from being vexatiously used against the person apparently bound by them. So you see what's going on here. They won't even let you cancel the mistake or the problem. Again, you, we are so bound. We are so drowning in concrete. It's unfricking believable. If we only had a, a sniff of how corrupt this whole thing was, none of if, can you imagine knowing this, some of, some of this stuff when you're 16 years old, would any of us have applied for that social security number or, or this social insurance number or this national insurance number? No we would have went and looked for a different alternative or a better option because this is 
off the hook insanity. They won't let us cancel anything. Terrible. But at the same time, I look at this as a little nugget. Like it's a little equity gem that they put right in the vocabulary of cancel. Look, okay, yeah, we, because this is where most people go to expungeate or erase it. Okay, perfect. Having equity eyes. And ears. Inequity. Equity, well, equity. What's that mean? Courts of equity. We know what courts of equity are. Well, it's basically saying there are courts of equity where they cancel persons, personal instruments, yep. and they actually perfect them so that that person doesn't have to suffer that anymore. So what does it mean here? Cancel instruments which have answered the end for which they were created. You know what? As soon as you stop wanting to act in person, that birth certificate has run its life course. That's it. It's time is up. It's about to be turned into something else. So little nugget there for you. Again, when we talk about equity eyes, you're going to start tuning into certain words and allowing the energies to move through you so we can start to see a little bit more. So number nine. Okay. So now they're suggesting that a will or a trust in advance of an action will not be tolerated. They won't let you do it. What's that mean? What does this mean? Okay, this is meaning if you have the ability to express a will, create a trust before you're going into a court case to deal with the problem. Common law says, no, we're not going to let you do that. You got to go through your court case. You got to waste all this court time. You got to let the lawyers profit from all of your mistakes. Oh, they like that. Oh, yeah, they love that. Of course they do. Horrible. So. What it's basically saying is that if you have wishes and you have made a trust, which is legal rights, your God-given inheritance, whatever that is, that you don't have the ability to have the forethought to avoid problems. Which is, again, this is contrary to scripture, where scripture literally says, hey, settle with thine adversary, lest he bring you before the magistrate. That means, hey, if you've got a problem with your neighbor, fix it before he has to take you to court. Legal land here is saying, no, we're not going to let you fix it before you go to court. We're going to see again. Uh, absurdity isn't even the word I want to use anymore. It's beyond that. And wait till you start seeing some maxim laws we're going to start laying down where it's just what ought to be done should be done. Why, why are you, that's where equity looks where at lawyers and people wasting the court's time and money and resources going, what are you doing here? Shame on you. This is why Gibson called that a costly mockery of justice. There's no justice here. This is all freaking smoke and mirrors. This is all a game. This is all a circus. We're all being taken advantage of. And the lawyers and the politicians and the bankers are laughing their asses off all the way to their islands in the Caribbean. And that's why this new system is going to operate smarter and smoother. Absolutely. It has to. It's, again, I think I've mentioned this in the past. Uh, I think it was Trump's, one of Trump's chief economic advisors when he was president, suggested publicly something to this effect. The new monetary system will be based in gold or silver, all the tangible metals. Estates. Really, you don't have to go past estates and interest in these estates. So what he's saying is, hey, if you don't have the gold and silver, you might want to know something about estates and titles 
to these estates. That's where our money is. Scripture also goes on to say, your money is your servant. Your man or woman who's your personal representative, who's involved in maintaining your trust, that man or woman is your money. You don't need to carry around $100 in your pocket no more. That's her or his job now. This is how we stay clean. We don't participate in filthy lucre. Lucre is, you know, scripture in the Bible defining money. We don't even need to touch dirty money no more because our servant is going to do it for us. Aha, that's why you want to treat your servant with dignity and respect. Don't go punch him in the face. Don't go kick him in the ass. Don't let him sleep outside in the cold. Actually look after him. Treat him with some, you know, some class. Be nice. Be kind. Okay, so what we're going to do now is we're going to take a little equity wisdom temperature check, please. <laughs> okay, so we're going to put up a poll. Kim's going to do that for us. So please indicate the following, the level of understanding that we are putting down for this segment. One being <laughs> divergence. I have no idea what you guys are talking about right now. And five being, you know what? I think I could teach this right now. Like if I had to do five minutes of explaining the last 10 slides, I could do that. Okay, so please put in your polls. So this is kind of a neat feature. So what this is going to do is allow us to virtually in real time, let us gauge how much I'm confusing the hell out of everybody, how much I'm not actually helping, <laughs> right? So we can actually now determine how we deal with tomorrow's class. So how long does this run for? A minute or, or what? Um, just until everyone puts in. Uh, okay. We only have 50% participants. Please well, how do you... look down. We need your help, please. Oh, I see. Well, that's pretty cool. Let's go, let's go, let's go. You can give us two seconds of your time. Put your number <laughs> in. Participation required if you're on here. I got 13. I need another seven more, please. Don't hold us up. <laughs> We're waiting on you. 13. Hello. Can we tell who hasn't responded? Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, don't tell me that. If I can kick you out, I will. <laughs> Come on now. Who are we missing? Okay, but so far it's... So, so far we got about... 13 a, out of 20. We got, I want a higher participation, please. We have a... Okay, about a level three to level four. Mm -hmm. Okay. So for people who are putting their answers in the chat, it's actually a pop-up window. So please answer on the poll itself because then it doesn't take your answers into consideration. Oh, see. Excellent. We're all learning. We'll give them a minute. <laughs> okay, so this is pretty good. You did well on that one. We crayoned the shit out of that. Perfect. All right, so we're gonna end this poll, but we did good. So that's wonderful. I'm glad that you are all Getting, retaining this yeah we're getting the gist of what's going on this here information so because common law is so heavy like we did some slides on it and me and my girls we were just feeling like blech, because it's just nasty it's a heavy thick energetic just suck the life force out of you law so let's get back to some maxims some commandments of the garden. Let's bring the vibration up to know what you're walking into, what the house rules are. Let's talk a little bit more about that. Okay, so equity abhors a forfeiture. Again, this means equity hates it 
when you get rid of your property rights and you don't even know you did it. Okay, we're going to do number six. All right, we're going to that one. So equity delights to do justice and not by halves. We thought this would be a very nice transition into talking about how common law has holes. It, It is an injustice. There's so much anger in that law where people are just frustrated yeah it's so confusing it's such a waste of time it's such an illusion it's just for the politicians and the bankers right so we've really got to get away from that whole thing so what's equity trying to say here how it delights to do justice and not by halves and this does not mean ripping you in half okay like unlike the common law so it is the purpose of equity to find a complete answer to the issues that are raised in a lawsuit It'll bring all. It'll bring in all the necessary parties. It'll get. It'll get all the evidence. It'll look at your rights and it'll pronounce a decree. A decree is just another fancy word for an order, like a court order. But a decree is more, much more powerful than an order. So that this decree should protect all of the people in the court case from further litigation on the subject. So that's suggesting that equity is going to get this job done once and for all, and we never have to go back and deal with this nonsense again. That's because it deals with a complete justice, not that half-ass illusion, make-believe stuff. And that's what it really should say. Equity delights to do justice and not half-assed. Okay. I just upgraded that a little bit. (laughs) But just in case we didn't cray on that enough for you, this is what it means that equity will always do what's in the best and complete good for all parties involved. It's not about who has the the best lawyer anymore. It's not about who has the biggest title anymore. It's not about who can bribe someone anymore. It doesn't, if you've got a billion dollars in the bank, equity doesn't care. Irrelevant. This again, this is where in the beginning of Gibson's book, he does a little number here on explaining how when you had the poor class that was always being taken advantage of by the rich and the wealthy, those poor people were always getting the shitty end of the stick. And it was only through equity that they could go and complain to the king or the queen and, can say, and could say, hey, you know what, your majesty, we have a problem over here and the common law system isn't being fair. And the king or queen would say, well, what's your problem? And as long as you said, you know, you deserve to have your mistake fixed. Well, there, you're instantly in a court of equity. Why? Because the at-law system, the common law system won't let you fix your mistake. But equity will swoop in because you're entitled to that. So it's beautiful. So I love how it's for the best and, and greatest good, really, of all parties. Both parties get a little something. Again, even though you may have just, even though the lawyer just lost in equity, he still gets stuff. He still gets duties and obligations, and he still has all this pressure on him now to perform through something we call specific performance. That's a beautiful remedy that we're going to talk about a little bit here in the future. So again, the lawyers get all kinds of stuff. He who enjoyed the benefit shall also enjoy the burden when we flip the tables. Lawyers aren't going to like us soon. No. Looking forward to that. Let's talk about maxim number seven, equity acts in personam or persons. What does that mean? Or another way to say that is equity acts against persons. So courts of law had the jurisdiction over property as well as over persons and their coercive power arose out of their ability 
to adjust ownership rights. Okay. Courts of equity had the power over persons. Their coercive power arose from the ability on authority of the crown to hold a violator in contempt of court and take away his or her freedom or their money until he or she purged himself or herself of his bad and evil behavior. Yes, that is a Con- word. Contumacious. Oh, there you go. Let's add that to the vocabulary list. So th- this distinction helped preserve a separation of powers between the two courts. So again, what this is sort of basically trying to say is once we figure this out and we use equity to protect us and help us, now we use this new magical power against the persons, against all those other fictions out there running around. These are your superpowers. The common law, the person world, they don't have superpowers. They got the dead powers. Eh, no thanks. We want something a little better. So that's why equity is here to help us. Help us defend ourselves. Help us bring you know, justice to the real world, not just for the corporations. So this is where the two rules come in. Equity plays in both courts. We need to remember this. So if we're going to act in fiction, in character, in personam, equity applies. And because it trumps common law, it can compel or force the rules of the game anywhere it goes. Whatever it wants, it trumps. That's why if you are in equity, whatever you want, you trump. And that's because equity always trumps the dead. And here's, and here's the weird twist on this. Again, the evil people out there that helped really put this system in place and enslave all of us, believe it or not, they used equity against us. They know what equity is. They just wait for us to make the mistake. And once we're locked into that legal system, haha, good luck. They'll never figure out how to get out of it. See there, because we made that silly mistake, equity can't help us because we volunteered ugh, to make the mistake. And because you volunteered to make the mistake, it almost implies like you knew what you were doing. Anybody who volunteers to do something should be pretty well aware of what they're getting into, correct? Otherwise, you'd want to get paid or you'd want to be compensated in some fashion. But yet, no, we don't get paid to act in person, except with taxation. We pay to act in person. We literally pay to act in person and we have to pay taxes on top of that. So, I mean, again, the whole silly system here is suggesting equity is the only thing that's going to allow us to get out of Caesar's, Egypt, Babylon's world. We're helping you see the muscle of equity. So to explain this a little more, we talked about if you want to continue to act in person, then you are stuck in the legal court or the legal system and you will be managed. You will be controlled and you were subject to their rules and conditions. And it was funny because last night I was like, conditions oh i just kind of felt the word and again there's the con again yeah, because we've been talking Condition. about condition yeah. so i'm like darren like look up and see if there's a word like dition sure enough there is it took a little bit but like no it's like oh no it doesn't look like the word dition exists until i found one and here's what the definition of dition is <laughs> it's dominion 
It's your equitable interests. Oh. It's your equitable estate. It's everything equity. That's literally what dition means. So when you're being conditioned. Terms and conditions. You're being conned out of your birthright. And you are officially renewed in the system. Congratulations. Whoa. Fuck. See? Sorry. <laughs> but it's literally like, ah. Oh. It's like you look and all of a sudden you got the person suit on again. You're like, ah. Do we have the image of, of dition? No, I didn't. I forgot. But I just. Okay. We'll post it tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, we'll throw that onto the chat. Again, the I'm, not, chat. I'm not making it up. It's brutal. Okay, while she's scrolling here, I'm actually going to... Uh, we'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. So we talked about how, you know, equity trumps legal and how equity plays in both laws. This is, this is the big brother of laws. And it just beats around the little brother, sadly, because the little brother doesn't know any better. Okay, well, it does, but the ones that are participating certainly don't. So let's talk about maxim number eight, equity sees that as done, what ought to be done. I was just quoting this. So this is suggesting to prevent a party from deriving advantage from his own wrongdoing. Ah, this is a dynamite part of this maxim right here. So equity is going to prevent you from profiting from your own wrongdoing. When we take that burst certificate and we use it fraudulently and we go make application for that special number I keep talking about. That's you setting the stage so that you can go in, you know, enjoy profiting from your own wrongdoing. And this maxim says, no, you're not supposed to be doing that. You have to envision yourself. You, you came into the game and you became the character and all of us are ships. We're all ships. And we went when you're little before the sin number, you're in the little, you know, the matrix waiting pool you just sit there and you just wait to enter the system you got your little floaties on your juice box and then as soon as you want your car as soon as you want your sin number you enter that or better yet in canada as soon as you get a, an, an education plan they get you a sin number right from baby so boom you're in the system weeks old yeah they they know how to be efficient with this so boom you're in the system your ship is out there making commerce so equity regards that as done which in good reason and good conscience ought to have been done. Uh, when, when you made application when you were 16 years old for that social security number, were you acting in good reason? No. Were you acting in good conscience? No. Could you make a decision at two weeks old? See, this no. is what this is why we're being deprived of certain things. And that's why the system is literally preying on our own ignorance. But at the same time, why equity gives us a chance why it gives us grace and mercy because it looks at that two week old baby. Oh, honey, you didn't, you didn't have a, you didn't have a clue. Not only did your parents not have a clue, they were setting you up with the sin number because of another trap that they put in place where they'll pay you to put money away for your child. I know this because I did it for 20 years. <laughs> I sold education plans. I got so many people registered in the system. It was perfect. Ah, <laughs> horrible. But at the same time, I didn't know any better. But it, I now looking back, I can see what a brilliant trap Canada has. Oh, and every other country where out there. As soon as you're born, they give you a $7,200 grant. Start saving for your child, but you need a SIN number. We have to register it. So, boom, you're screwed. Don't let that little carrot. I'll finish with this. Don't let that carrot, you know, entice you. So, hence, any agreements based on valuable consideration are inequity considered in the interests of the person or individual entitled to their performance. Whoa, let's back that up. 
So we're talking about an agreement made with valuable consideration. What is valuable consideration? It's love and affection. Fictions can't do that. Or it's done in silver. Fictions can't do that either. Boom. Pick one of these valuable considerations and attach it to everything it is that you want to create in terms of paperwork or even ideas in your mind. When you're formulating these ideas, make sure that that silver coin is always not too far back there. You're always thinking of this. Why? Because this is what compels or this is what forces your servant to work for you instead of you working for the servant. This is the difference of you being the ship or you being outside of the game watching your ship. So equity is just going to set the stage and it's going to help us fill in these blanks, complete the puzzle, put the last few pieces together and appoint a new trustee because we don't want to be a trustee for that name no more. And the court will say, okay, we can do this. So let's make this simple. What's that mean? Equity will always assume the right and full execution of what should have been done. Was done. So what that is saying, again, is we should never have applied for that silly number when we were 16. We should have done something else. Now, as soon as we start expressing an interest in the something else, equity says, yep, that's what you should have done. We're here to help you. Boom. The cavalry shows up. You're literally saved instantly. Now, as long as we bring it to the judge or the master with enough proper stuff in it, they will help us instantly. This process doesn't take 90 days. Doesn't take 120 days. No, this actually happens very quickly. As a matter of fact, again, colleague in the United States who has sent students into chambers, they've actually walked in and walked out within an hour. And this was all done. Well, that's pretty freaking fast compared to what we're used to in the legal world. Okay, so Ravina has the definition. She will put it into the chat. Thank you so much for that, Queens. Appreciate it. So let's go on to number nine. We're only doing 10 of these, so hang tight. We might even get to a few little Q&A again, which is kind of nice summary or summarizing the, the class with some questions at the end. But let's see how we do. Number nine, equity does not regard or require an idle gesture. What does that mean? Equity will not compel a court to do a vain and useless thing. It would be an idle gesture for the court to grant hey, let's fix your contract, and then to deny the prevailing party an opportunity to perform that contract as modified. So no, that kind of is a little bit confusing, but what it's suggesting is, hey, once equity gets involved, it's going to stay involved, and it's going to make sure that you get to exercise or you get to participate or you get to enjoy the fruit or the reward for all of your hard work, all of your effort, all the stuff that we're doing. Equity thinks that's all great. And equity's here on standby to help us. Okay, so let's crayon that. It means that equity will aid those pursuing and seeking justice. We get a lot of questions around, are the judges really on our side? There's been so many blocks. There's been so many just absolute chase your tail situations in the court system, but we've seen the glimmer of light. So let's talk about that. So people don't feel that their efforts are futile. The judges can only act or they can only do based on what it is we show up with. When you walk into public court and the judge says, "Um, Miss Judy, state your name for the record. And Judy states her full legal name for the record. The judge just went, ugh. He can't help her. 
That means she said her surname. Because she just volunteered. She just made an admission. I'm the fiction. And when she's admitting to being the fiction. I'm dead. The I'm co- here, your honor. Courts of equity cannot help her. So that's why we're saying here, loved ones, the trick is to just to not show up in person or to use equity to, to fix that situation before your court date. Start sending correspondences to the judge. And some of these correspondences is what we're about to talk about here in the next day or two, where this paperwork is going to start to become very important. And things or elements in that paperwork is going to be very simple. It's going to be things like to a vested in possession of a life estate and B vested in interest or the fee simple. Okay. I know that was all Chinese, but what that is telling a judge is, Hey, party A is doing something with their interest and they're giving it to party B. Party B is now stuck with it. Now the judge can look at party A and go, Oh, you just got your hands all nice and cleaned up in a matter of 10 seconds. That's how quickly it can change. And if we're not talking language specifically like that, then we're actually not moving the titles around properly. And if we're not moving the titles around properly, you got dirty hands. Then we still got dirty hands, and the court still thinks you're the debtor, you're the liable party, you're the fiction, you're the shit disturber making a big mess in my courtroom trying to deceive and work iniquity. Let's talk about these dirty hands and doing iniquity. To jail for you. So he who comes into equity must come with clean hands. A complainant or a petitioner or anybody bringing a cause of action to court who has been guilty of unconscientious conduct or bad faith or has committed any wrong in reference to a particular transaction. Whoa, stop. Whoa, right there. What is the wrongdoing? in connection or reference to a particular transaction we all participated in when we were 16. Come on now, kids. That's where the dirty hand starts, right there. You committed a wrong, right there. And if you've got dirty hands, equity's not interested in helping you. Because you just, again, you just walked into that courtroom and you're telling the world how you intend to deceive. how How you intend to do fraud. How you intend to profit from your own wrongdoing. In a court they can't even hear you in. So you can see how this transaction, that word is very important. And because of this shitty transaction, you cannot have the aid of a court of equity in enforcing any alleged rights. What are the alleged rights? Well, your honor, I'm a man. I'm not the person. I don't want to go to jail today. (laughs) The court has no choice. Because he's still got dirty hands. He haven't fixed the problem. And again, very specific case reference here with my brother, Dean. When he got sentenced that last time to jail, I think that one was the one he was in for a year and a half. Right up until the moment he got sentenced, that judge said to Dean, even at this, even at this particular moment in the trial, Mr. Clifford, I will entertain any evidence, any admission, anything you want to bring to my attention that might help your ass before I sentence you to jail. What have you got? That would be where Dean would have alleged his rights and his rights that he alleged that day were wrong. What was the rights Dean alleged that day? He said he was the owner. He was the owner of that name. 
Well, if you're the owner, that means you're liable for it. Get to jail. Boom. Go be the person. Then. Go be the person then. Go sit in the vault or jail as a trustee. Welcome I, to common law. I don't know if any of you have been to jail, but if you haven't, let me fill it in for you. They actually call us trustees while we're in jail. Okay, clearly there's a trust going on here. If I'm being called the trustee while I'm in jail, uh, I wish I knew how to get myself out of here because my only options are to hire a lawyer. At this point, I guess I'm kind of screwed. And that's literally why getting our hands clean is important. Fix that transaction. Fix that mistake. Without that, we're done. Okay, so what's this mean? If you're acting in persons, equity cannot help you. You're in a different court. It's that whole asking for God's mercy, but he can't get to us because we made choices and decisions that resulted in us being governed and ruled and conditioned <laughs> by another God. Right where we don't want to be. So a little bit of a sticky situation. So we're seeing some dirty hands here. We're seeing the soap. Okay. The water to clean up. That's equity right there. Okay. So while we're looking at this image again, we all have dirty hands right now. The record says we have dirty hands. So let's just go with that for a minute. Stop trying to tell the judge I have clean hands when the record shows that you have dirty hands. We literally need to do something to clean our hands first before we even start claiming we have or suggesting we have clean hands. Show the judge some evidence. What is the evidence? Well, a deed of trust is certainly gonna do it. An affidavit supporting that deed of trust is certainly gonna do it. Darren, what's the name of my deed of trust? You know what, call it an inter vivos trust. An inter vivos trust is Latin for for the living. So see how we're getting away from the fictions. We're creating a trust for the living. And by doing this, we're going to grant or we're going to deliver, we're going to transfer some rights that don't belong to me. And we're going to get rid of them. We're going to send them back to who they belong to. And once that happens, now our trust starts to take effect. Remember, they use that word effectually a number of times in some of those definitions. This is where we actually start to have some effect to the things we're doing. Otherwise, everything we're talking about can go into the judge's ear and out the other one. Why? Because in those legal courts, remember, they don't recognize trusts. They don't recognize anything to do with equity. Very convenient. Very convenient. So, Darren, I'm showing up to court as a defendant. How do I get my equities in? How do I defend myself properly? You start your own claim. You start your own case. This is why we said earlier, start a counterclaim. Start a cross claim. This particular little nugget is going to level the playing field. Why? Because now you're coming in as the plaintiff. Now you can enter some evidence on your own. And because you're coming in as plaintiff, you get to set the jurisdiction yourself. What that means is you're not stuck to legal jurisdiction. Nope. Because as the defendant, you are automatically in legal common law bound. You will have no justice there. You're stuck. So now we move from being the defendant. We now start our own thing as plaintiff. 
And now we can bring in some equity. You can literally say, you know what, Your Honor, I got a conflict with the public law. The public law doesn't want to hear any of my trust stuff. So I'm not even going to speak as a defendant on the public side. How do I get around that? Well, hear my special petition in private chambers. Notice my equitable estate. Notice my equitable interests. Notice all my good, valuable consideration attached to my special deed, wrapped up with an affidavit. Da, 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 da. Now the judge. Yeah. Can, now the judge can go. Whoa! Ho, ho, ho. Now the judge can help you. He gets excited. The judge can't really do much for you as a defendant because you're admitting to being a dead thing with no rights. And if you continue to do that, the judge has no choice but to find you guilty in most cases. So again, we got to stop acting in person. I have a conflict with acting in person, Your Honor. It's against good conscience. (laughs) That's literally all you would have to say. So let's take a quick little temperature gauge on how you guys did on your maxims. How did you understand your new house rules? I want at least 15 people up on here now. You know how to do it properly. Let's show you're capable and able. <laughs> Come on, you got to be able to do a poll if you're going to get to the garden. Excellent. Perfect. Ooh, got 11 already. Okay, that's up to a good start. <laughs> 12. Come on, I need 15. <laughs> we got to be batting higher averages than that. 13. Can I cast a vote? <laughs> Are we oh. supposed to? Maybe we're. I don't know. Maybe that's why we're a little low. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Not getting the pop up, so they're just popping it into the chat. Excellent. Oh, okay. okay. So, what number is. Okay. So, level three, level four. That's actually really good. I'm really happy with that. And again, loved ones, we are going to always have this stuff at your fingertips. It's available so that you can go back and read it and read it and read it. As a matter of fact, Gibson's book has all 20 maxims broken down. And he's got at least a page, some maxims. He's got three pages of shit explaining what these maxims are. So although we're just touching it, we're just scratching the surface. If you want, I can start eventually in the future here, breaking out Gibson's versions of some of these breakdowns. And I can continue to cray on this to explain it even more. Because I know, you know, some of these maxims, they still are a little bit confusing. And when it comes time to put them in your paperwork, it sometimes gets a little bit like, oh, shit, which one should I use here? Oh, I don't know. Right. So again, we're just here to help shed light on all of this for all of us. And again, when you got a crayon version of it, where you've got some vocabulary and again, um, those 10 um, common law um, deficiencies that we went over 35, uh, the 10 that we actually did though, we did a glossary for. So that will be a document that will be put up at the end here. Our Queens, we pounded, let me tell you, it was like minutes before Kim was fix- fixing fonts. And again, we got to make sure the information we put out is, is sound that so that you can trust it. And we didn't do the orange version. And here's why we are the orange version. Now we're actually trying to find ways to speed this all up for everybody. So we're going to take the super complicated stuff. And then we're gonna act, we're gonna pretend to be the orange layer, and then we're gonna turn it into green. So, I understand we don't didn't have a lot of questions this round, which is very interesting. But we were hoping that uh, Jesse would have a question for us. Do we have a question from Jesse at all? In as far as anything that we laid down here tonight, how'd you do there, buddy? Oh, yes, we. We have a question from Jessica. Um, did you want to read it, Jessica, or you want me to? I will. 
Uh, Jessica is asking, in regards to the sin, S-I-N, when my son was born, I was encouraged and did as I knew no different to apply for his sin at the time of name registry. Does him having a sin since the age of about three months instead of the age of 12 to 16 affect his process of going down the equity path? And and I'll just add that's because Jessica and I met because I used to do RESPs and she was a client of mine. So I actually helped her get her child's social insurance number. So can you please help her know how she can get herself out of this, please? (laughs) Yeah. Jess. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, even though this condition known as social insurance participation is attached to us when we're young, that's okay. Because now, you know, when the 16 or the 18 year old or the 21 year old, once we have a little bit of time with these individuals, once we actually instruct them, once we show them how to fix their problem, once we know and teach them how to do something with that birth certificate, how to present it to the judge or the clerk and master appropriately, once we start doing a number of these things, the fireworks start happening in our favor. Massive celebrations start happening in the background and everybody rejoiced. Yay. It's a big deal. So it doesn't really matter when you get your social insurance number. No. A sin is a sin. Yeah. It's, it was still a trick. Yeah. It's just a matter of when you got tricked. And if anything, the younger you are, that when you enter into the social insurance number program or the security, uh, no, the national security number, it's the more of a trespass it is. Yeah, basically. And the judge is looking at that thinking, oh, look, of course. On behalf of Satan. Of course. Not you. Of course the judge is going to grant you mercy when you come forward trying to fix your wrongdoing. You're asking to be saved by our Father in heaven through Christ, literally by coming forward and fixing this problem. This, again, I've said this a number of times, this is the most honorable thing a man or woman can do in your entire life. I don't care if you go out and you feed a million starving children. That is still not as significant as us fixing this record right now. And imagine empowering your son, Jessica, who's, you know, at the age roughly around 10, where he can go and stand before a judge and go, okay, look, my mom got me a social insurance number because she wanted to save for my education. She didn't know any better, but here's what I've learned about it. And here's how I have my birth certificate. And my mom taught me how to fix this, your honor. And all I know is I don't want to be a dead person. And this is not me. And I want to get in the garden. What kind of a judge looking at a 10 year old who's expressing himself from his crayon vocabulary would not have his heart melt. And you might be thinking, oh, come on, as if a judge would entertain that. Oh yeah. Does a judge not take testimony and statements from a child in a child abuse state uh, case? Yes. 10 year olds are, are, are in court all the time making, you know, statements on the record whether their mom or their dad's abusing them or whatever the hell the story is point being yeah the judge would have to seal that case from the public because that 10 year old's testimony cannot be heard by the public the judge has to ask where do you want to live all these things so you want to live in the matrix or do you want to live in the garden so again is it possible that a 10 or 12 year old can do this stuff absolutely it is and we want to have a vocabulary and a translation so that again a 10-year-old can walk in with his little birth certificate, his little silver dollar, and we can have them all prepped. And again, that judge, his heart's going to, he's been waiting for this. They watch lunatic after idiot after ward come in. 
a bunch of Charlie Browns going at it and watching the lawyers make money off of this and wasting their time. No kidding. They got to go to spas and regressions and energy clearings just to be able to walk back into this absolute insane house we have. So again, this is where, again, I, you know, I would really like to take this opportunity to just have it in your minds and hearts to always be showing the judges respect and honor, dignity, class. That's huge. Dean and I, well, again, Dean more so than me, Dean made a big mess calling judges all kinds of names, doing all kinds of stuff, acting like a belligerent, really, you know, kind of really pissed off. And at the end of the day, I would rather see us maintaining more control and more composure. Again, don't get me wrong. It was very entertaining when Dean was doing that back in the day. And he got a lot of people fired up. He got a lot of people very passionate. He got like the blood flowing in a lot. When I say a lot, I'm going to say millions of people. So let's just switch gears a little bit. Let's come with a little bit more, you know, sugar, a little bit more honey. Grace and lace. You know, yeah. Grace and dignity and honor, respect, all that good stuff. The judge is definitely going to help you when you're acting like that than when you're being an asshole. Trust me on this one. Get more bees with honey, people. Yeah. Let's be some honey. Not piles of shit anymore. <laughs> okay. Excellent. So do we have any more questions? Or are we good now? Yes, we have. Um, Jesse, if you'd like to unmute, you can ask your question. Ah, Jesse, Jesse, Jesse. Jesse? Do we go into the court as a family or do we go individually? Uh, good question, Jesse. As a matter of fact, you have the option to do any of those. If you want to spearhead this, my man, and if you want to go in and start expressing some interests for your mom and dad, you could do that as well. Mom and dad could do it for you. Dad could do it for you. Mom could do it for you. Any combination here works. And here's why. It only takes one member of a family to express all these equities, and now the whole family could be brought into it. Why? Because you're all related to each other. You all share these, these same things, these same interests. And we just learned to maxim on that ought to be done. Yes. If y'all three of you need and want the same remedy, why would we waste any more of the court's time? So when it comes to the particular paperwork, yeah. Um, mom's name, dad's name, and your name. All coming together with a shared interest for the same purposes, your honor. We would like a family trust declared so that all the family members can enjoy and benefit from it. Now, all of the family members must agree oh right? absolutely. Or yeah. can we absolutely would the, the loved ones want to put through ones without them knowing that's another option believe it or not you can name a beneficiary even though they have no idea that there's a trust going on over here my great uncle jack he used to be so nice to me when i was a little boy he used to take me out hunting and fishing and da -da 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 -da. without him knowing your honor i would like for my uncle jack to receive twenty five thousand dollars a month as a ghost payment from the government. He, Uncle Jack's, Uncle Jack's not going to know where the hell this is coming from. Uncle Jack has no idea. But yet that money still shows up in his account every month or every week or whatever you want to do. And as a matter of fact, if that beneficiary goes and starts to do some digging, if Uncle Jack tries to go and say, hey, where's this money coming from? You know what the judge would say? Sorry, Uncle Jack, that's private. And Uncle Jack's, Uncle Jack's actually not going to know. I hope the angels or the judge says it's earth angels. That's what we call <laughs> miracles. 
because this is what the chosen ones will be. It's not for you to go out publicly. Look at me. Look what I gave. Look what I did. If you're showing your face off, if you want that, oh, that chick's, chip's going to remove be removed so quickly. And this is where, you know, at the end of the day, when divergence is going to establish its own trust. And in that trust, whoever's paying attention to these programs, who's ever, whoever keeps coming back to these programs, whoever keeps showing an interest, your name is going to get attached to something I create, and I'm not going to even say anything else about it. So someday, if some mysterious ghost check shows up in your mail, you might say, ha-ha, that could be Darren and Divergence doing that, but you know what? You won't be able to prove it, and I'm not going to agree that I'm doing it just to keep it all private. The check might be signed loved ones, but so who knows? there you go. And again, with the beautiful digital commercial system that we're all enjoying today, right? The, the tax people can go into your bank account and take all your money in the blink of an eye. You know what else they can do? They can also go into that same account and drop a million dollars into it in the blink of an eye. Imagine being in the grocery store and watching a mom struggling knowing she's looking at what the total is going to be and you got your phone and you drop money into her bank account. She doesn't even know till she gets home wondering why the payment went through. These are the miracles we're talking about. And I know these programs are going to be on YouTube and you know, a lot of people are going to have the ability to see these. And now I'm on the record for actually saying, this is what I intend to do. But miracles dropped. If there's miracles being dropped, it's because of loved ones like us doing it is what we're trying to say, which is why I want to take all my knowledge. I wish I could just put it on a little memory stick and stick it right into your temple and have everything that I got going on up here so that we can streamline the shit out of this, get into court tomorrow and start doing some incredible stuff. Well, you know what? I don't quite have that technological ability. So this is as close as we can get to doing it. So we're going to simplify this. We're going to keep crayoning things. We're going to just keep boiling this down. I know when you're looking at these red things and these red sentences and words, you're like, that hurts my brain when I even look at that. I know it hurt my brain for years too, but that's why we're going to simplify everything. And again, when we start actually putting these words on paper, when we actually start to build the trust documents, when we actually start to create the affidavits, you're going to know what these things are saying. And if you want to know the words that we're going to use, the vocabulary we're giving you on the common law, look up the opposite word of. That's literally how we're going to build our forms. What's the opposite word of condition? You know, when contract. When we're using words like agreement versus contract, literally, that is how we will build our forms. It is going to be, this is the lowest vibrational word Satan could find. What's the opposite of it? So that this deed, our paperwork is just infused with such high vibrational energy. Anyone touching it's like, we've had judges laughing in court, smiling, literally doing a little dance. They've gotten so happy with some of the preliminary things we're doing and we weren't doing it good enough back then. We've actually made a lot of progress in the last year or three. And now it's to the point where I, again, I saw in the telegram chat, was it today that another loved one was talking about? Yeah. Uh, she talked to her lawyer friend about everything we're doing and then something happened and it, something worked. And now this woman received a big chunk of money. I mean, it, it may have been something like 30 or $40,000 
And now something's happening. This thing's growing. It's actually, it's turned into the blessing that we keep talking about. Yes, this stuff actually does happen. It's not a joke. It's not make-believe. It's about getting in alignment with it. And loved ones, you are, because you keep showing up. And thank you for that. So any other questions, please put them in the chats. And our queen's got you until tomorrow. Until then, we love you. Love you, everybody. Peace.